After being bitten by a shark last week, a Colorado man achieved a rare distinction of being attacked by a shark, bear, and rattlesnake all within the last four years. Or as it was reported to the man, you're not allowed back at the zoo. I don't know how happy I'm with the joke, but that's a pretty interesting story, as we mentioned yesterday. That guy has just got bad luck, or he likes teasing animals, or smells like sausage, or he's got something wrong with him. <laughs> And I say, lions of the world, are you going to put up with this? Mm. Guy gets bit by the various lesser species and walks away. Wild Kingdom's getting a bad name. Oh, speaking of uh, wildness and civilization, I'd like to pay tribute to whoever headed up the fixing of the ice machine in the fridge freezer in the lunchroom. Didn't work for the longest time. Now it works. You've done us all an amazing and an valuable service, and I thank you for that. You reach into the community ice bucket and pull out ice cubes? Yeah, it makes fresh ice all the time. Why not? I keep my car keys in there. Yeah, they're fine. Uh, but, you look but, at the mitts on some of these people around here sticking their hands you in You ever there? looked at mine? <laughs> they're getting the worst of the deal, I promise Disgusting. you. Disgusting. Eh, get over it. Eh, you got an immune system. Eh. So listen. It's like my son the other day wanted to know if we could, if he could give his uh, <laughs> hamster tap water. That would be okay for him. Oh, because he's grown up in a bottled water house. Not too affluent a society. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Can, can we? I say, Papa, Papa. Can our hamster drink tap water? May we feed our rodent the tap water? <laughs> uh, so I'm reminded though of the other day, back before the thing was fixed, there was no ice, and I wanted just one cube for my coffee. And uh, and there's an ice tray in there, but it's empty, of course. And so I go to fill the ice tray, and I pour the water in, and it just is pouring out the bottom. There are all sorts of cracks in the ice tray. So I thought, oh, that's no good. So I put it beside the sink uh, and, and think, all right, um, I guess maybe I'll go buy an ice tray for the, for the folks or whatever. I come in a couple hours later, and, uh, and I look in the freezer, and there's the ice tray in there. And I think, is that a different ice tray? Did somebody glue it? And I lift it up. Glue it. No, no. Somebody just went ahead and filled it, pouring water out the bottom and stuck it in the freezer. So there's a huge sheet of ice in the freezer. And it's like an inch thick, which proves that people have done that again and again and again, which I just find absolutely hilarious. But that is the difference between the way you treat your stuff, stuff you paid for, Hmm. and the way you treat stuff somebody else paid for, which brings us to government spending. Oddly enough, I tweeted this last night. You know, it's it's certainly not news in the classic sense. Uh, we've talked about it. You already know it. But last year, the government took in about $26,000 per household and spent about $33,000 per household, borrowed almost $7,000 per American household, plus interest. Added on to our already $20 trillion in debt, which is an absolutely astonishing theft from the next generations. It is a shameless and elephantine, speaking of the animal kingdom, uh, theft from kids and grandkids. It's astonishing amorality. And virtually every politician in America is going to run on continuing it. Well, here's one example. Um, these are a couple of years old numbers, but it hasn't changed much. If anything, it's gotten worse. The average, using the average wage of uh, $44,600 per spouse, turned 65 a couple of years ago, you would have paid $722,000 into Social Security over your lifetime, into Social Security and Medicare, and you will take out, on average, just under a million dollars. So 
on average. A couple uh, in a household will have paid in seven twenty two and take in almost take out almost a million. That is what they call unsustainable. You can't do that. It doesn't work. Right, right. A couple with only and any time you come up with an idea for uh, putting that money away to where it could grow and perhaps keep up, uh, everybody goes crazy. Right. No, we can't privatize it. You'd be on your own. A couple with only one spouse working, receiving the same average pay, would pay in about three hundred sixty thousand dollars, but can expect to get back eight hundred fifty four thousand, more than double what they paid in. So listen, a lot of people talk about Social Security not being an entitlement, and fair enough, they yank it out of your check by force. Uh, at the point of the government's gun, every single time you get a check, and fair enough. But if you're going to be a responsible citizen and not engage in this utterly inexcusable theft from the young, you have to admit we all get out more than we pay in, given average lifespans. Now, there are some exceptions to that, interestingly enough. Um, uh, the average wage-earning two-income couple turning 65 in 2010, the payout by itself will actually be slightly negative. Um, you'll pay in 600000 get 579000 out. Um, and it's complicated how they get to that number, but most people, you get more than you put in. But So we spend all our time arguing about one-third of the federal government. Um, two-thirds of it is sacrosanct. Nobody talks about it. Nobody bargains on it. It's all written in. That's uh, entitlements. And uh, one of the big one, one of the big ones, Social Security. The other one's Medicare. M- Medicare. The average couple pays in one hundred and twenty-two grand, but will receive almost four hundred thousand dollars in benefits. Wow! More than three times what we pay in. Wow! And, and if you and if you talk about fixing that obvious problem, that is beyond un- it's unsustainable in all capital letters and bold print right um if you talk about doing something about that you have no chance of getting elected correct in almost every place in america including president the people who talked about that sort of stuff only republicans ever talk about it um uh the couple that did talk about it on the republican stage were on that second debate later on a different channel right because you couldn't make it onto the main stage yeah well said well said uh What's especially frightening about it, there was some, oh, what did I hear? Some Congress dude was talking about reforming entitlements and doing what obviously needs to be done. And then they went to some man on the street, oldster, who said, oh, you know, it's already really tight on my benefits. I I couldn't take a cut. I can't vote for Congresswoman McKillicuddy. Well, nobody ever, 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 ever has talked about scaling back Benefits to current retirees ever, but anytime anybody floats it, the current crop of oldsters. Look, I'm not right. for snuffing the old, they but go, I, I am snuffing for the old to go on the TV and say, "I'm afraid they'll cut my benefits." They go down to the bingo hall and they say, "What would happen to you if they cut your Social Security check?" Right. Um, nobody was be proposing that. And but. then you know the the person on the other side of the aisle, who's generally a Democrat, although the, the the Republicans are either silent or dishonest on this topic most of the time. But the Democrat, if somebody does talk about reforming uh, entitlements, will immediately run to said bingo hall and scream as if the place is on fire. That. They're going to cut your benefits. The Republican is going to cut your benefits. Oh, my God, you will starve. You will die of easily cured diseases. Such is our nation's politics. You will die of easily cured diseases. And You know, and I tell you what, it, the, the reckoning is coming, which is why I'm stockpiling weapons and dried goods. Uh, I'm not, actually. Um, 
because we have this incredible debt and we're borrowing at this this just unbelievable rate and interest rates are laughably low when they adjust to merely great it'll be a huge problem for the for the federal budget if something happens and interest rates go to Boy, those are a little higher than I'd prefer. I mean, not even like 1970s 18% mortgage, which was true for our younger listeners. Um, Not even that high, but just like a little higher than you'd prefer. Maybe mortgage rates are, I don't know, 7%. Our fiscal problems in this country will be disastrous, will be... You know, gigantic tax increases. It'll be the only topic in America, and everybody will be screaming, how did this happen? Right, yeah. Which is going to be very depressing. services. It's going to be very depressing to those of us who've been screaming about it for years. You will have poor people and old people attempting to capture rats to cook them for food. (laughs) And it's preventable, but nobody wants to hear about it. So go back to your bingo game. Sorry to bother you. So the news is out. I, I had I'd heard there was a problem, but didn't the details weren't out, at least when I went to bed last night. Trump's nominee to run the VA, which is the second biggest bureaucracy in all of government. Is that right? Yes. Um, there's some problems in his background. His nomination may be being held up. Well, it's now out what the problems in his background are. Uh-oh. Could hit you with that, among other things coming up. I've got this how to spot and overcome your weaknesses some point in the show, huh? How about a little growth? It's another Growth Tuesday. That sounds fantastic. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I got a couple of examples of things that were insanely popular 20 years ago that aren't that popular now and how times change and people's interests change and yeah. popular brands change and huh. we should all recognize that possibility whatever we're doing one of the things that's less popular these days is freedom of speech we'll talk about attitudes among the young coming up later on Right now, we're joined by Carly Gordon, reporter at Nashville's WSMV-TV, an NBC affiliate covering the uh, uh, Waffle House shooting. Uh, Carly, welcome. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Doing oh, great. How are you? It's our pleasure. Listen, I think we're, we're all up on the basics uh, of what happened and the fact that this fellow's been apprehended, but we know you're following the, the story pretty quickly or pretty closely. Do we have any idea how this guy, who was known to federal and state authorities in Illinois, ended up um, getting powerful weapons, guns back. Right, so that's the question on everybody's mind today. I mean, here you have a guy who thought he was being followed by Taylor Swift. He was known to the FBI because he shows up to the White House demanding to speak to the president. What we've learned is that his own parents went to police concerned about their son and they also said that he had guns and so it's our understanding that the parents took the guns away and then eventually gave the dad gave the guns back at some point and police are saying or the atf i should say is now saying that the dad jeff ranking could be charged because they're saying it's possible that if you give weapons who knowingly is prohibited from having them, it could be a violation of federal law. And a related question, I've heard various Tennessee authorities say they're not sure whether he possessed those weapons illegally in Tennessee. 
Right, because as far as we know, he has no criminal history here. So as soon as they started researching him when he was on the run, they knew that he had had some, you know, run-ins with police in Illinois. And then we also shortly thereafter found out about this run-in with the FBI and Secret Service when he's trying to get into the White House to talk to the president. But in Nashville, it appears he hasn't been charged. I, I will tell you, did you hear the part about the nearby town where he had just recently stolen, I think it was a BMW? No, no. go ahead, please. So, crazy story. So he, I think it was the week before, goes to, I believe it was a BMW dealership, wants to test drive the car, refuses to give them his driver's license so they don't know who he is, and he somehow already has the key fob. So he takes off in this BMW, stealing it, and eventually it was a town called Brentwood, um, very close, just south of Nashville. Brentwood police end up finding the car at his apartment complex because they're able to track it by GPS, but they didn't know who the guy was. So at that point, I guess it was still under investigation, but just the week before he had stolen this brand new BMW. So all kinds of erratic and or crazy behavior. So yeah. back sure, to the yeah. back to the the gun thing. I'm just trying to understand this. So dad is worried about his kid not being healthy, mentally healthy, and goes to the police and says, "I don't think this kid's healthy." Then did the police? How did the police take the guns away? He was he was an adult, right? It's, I mean, right. So the dad told police that he took three rifles and a handgun away from his son. Dad his physically son. took the guns. Right, okay. after his son experienced, quote-unquote, problems of some sort. But police are now saying Jeff ultimately gave the weapons back. Okay, well, that's, it doesn't sound like he did anything illegal to me. Well, if the, the, poli- the, 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 the government on any level doesn't sound like they, got, they intervened. I, I thought his right to have a firearm in, in Illinois had been revoked. Well, here's where things get hairy. So, okay. it's a, so when ranking stopped trying to enter the White House, that was in July of 2017, Illinois investigators took away four of his guns, but then we're hearing that police somehow believe his father gave them back after promising Illinois authorities that he would keep them away from Ryan King. So who knows what happened there? It sounds like Illinois gave the guns back to the dad who said, yep, won't give them to my son. And then now authorities believe that he did, in fact, give them back to his son. Carly Gordon at Nashville's WSMV-TV. Carly, terrific job. We talked to a lot of reporters, and you're, uh, you're at the top of the heap. Well done. Hey, thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Good to talk to you. Yeah, she was good. You know, there's this illusion that, um, you know, all, all the, the best talent goes to the biggest markets or national or, or Oh, whatever. that is absolutely 100% not true. Yeah, that is not true. She's She is twice as sharp as a lot of national talent we talk to. She's really good. A lot of people that are on uh, in in bigger cities or are, are, are on nationally are people who are willing to move for whatever reason. Right. Or there's a lot of really looking. There's a lot of really talented people. They just don't want to move away from where they are. I'm sure Carly's a very attractive young woman, but uh, yeah. to be on TV, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so th- they'll have to work out what exactly happened on there. But if Dad thinks his son's crazy and goes and tells the police, I'm worried about my son, I took his guns away, right. well, then he could decide he's not worried and give them back. I well, and the feds went to Illinois, though, and said he can't have guns, so the authorities did take some guns away. That, that part is a little confusing. But just to review, then, this guy was... Well-known. I mean, he was a danger at the White House. So he was well-known to the Secret Service and the FBI and Illinois state authorities and his family as being a guy who should not have guns. But apparently this may turn out to be completely untrue. Who knows? Papa gave back his guns 
And then the uh, Tennessee authorities say there's really no basis on which we can take his guns in Tennessee. Right. I mean, that's obviously an issue. That's not the way most people want it to work. You know, the, the relative, uh, you know, I'm sorry, uh, Second Amendment cases and questions notwithstanding. I don't think anybody thinks that's cool. I don't know if you've ever traveled in the East, my Western friends, but you can cross three states, you know, after breakfast before you get hungry for lunch. So, you know, the idea of this stuff stopping at state lines is just not good. And I'm a I'm a big federalism guy. I like states having abilities to try different things and run things differently. This whole who's too crazy to own a gun thing is a problem. Oh, yeah. Well, and and again, nothing, almost nothing is one thing. We got to deal with that. Dogs are one thing. They're dogs. They used to be wolves. You know, I wish my dog was here. I'd have him bite you. (laughs) Almost no difficult issue or question of the sort of uh, like uh, what is causing this is almost never one thing sometimes it's more than 10 things but we've got to deal with the how do crazy people get guns thing meanwhile we've got the the societal contagion of people thinking it's okay to kill a bunch of people because they're unhappy it's because they see it all around them it's gone from unthinkable to on the list of things you might do and that's a sickness in society the, it's, it's the decay of social cohesion, which I, is one of the themes of Jonah Goldberg's uh, fabulous book, The Suicide of the West. We'll be talking to him during the award-winning fourth hour of the show. Did a, Suicide of the West. Looking is that up, what is it? Yeah. I was just looking up at the TV. It looks like a giraffe got loose from a zoo somewhere. Holy cow. Short attention span theater. <laughs> <laughs> that would get your attention, though, if it were galumphing down the street, wouldn't it? That's just not the usual animal you hear about getting loose from the zoo. No. You'd no. just be able to step over the fence. You wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think. You know. Oh my God. What am I going to do with a giraffe? Like I would with a lion. Sure. I mean, I don't want to get kicked by a giraffe. I've seen a giraffe kick a on the last planet Earth that some lions right. tried to get a giraffe oh, and it yeah. gave him a kicking. It was oh. really entertaining. Oh, That's a good yeah. video. Yeah. Giraffe wins. You ever seen that video? It's great. <laughs> Unless you're rooting for the lion, then it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's all the way they present it in those in those. <laughs> Whose perspective they're coming from? You start with the giraffe family and mom and dad and the kids, and obviously you you get you develop a bond with them and right. you, those mean awful lines. But right. if they start with the mama lion trying to feed her little cute cubs and now they're starving for food, the lioness goes on the hunt. Right, exactly. And you're you're for the lion. Stupid giraffe! Eat that son of a bitch! Tell you what, though, <laughs> what do they even do? <laughs> right. That video is a lot like rooting for the uh, Detroit Lions, though. It's it's very disappointing. <laughs> you mostly lose. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, hearings for Trump's nominee to head up the VA postponed. We will tell you what's going on there. Standing O for former FBI Director uh, James Comey in San Francisco. We're going to be hearing from people <laughs> oh, that's who are there. Great. That's great. And get ready. First university in America offering scholarships for e-gamers. Man, Stories man, coming man, up. Makes sense. Makes sense. He was a villain when he queered Hillary's chances, but now he's a hero because he's bad-mouthing Trump. You people are hilarious. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. something. Oh, so uh, two um, things that were pop- really popular 20 years ago that aren't popular now. Or not near as popular and head in the wrong direction. I just think it's interesting. And we're not talking, you know, silly stuff like fashion or whatever. Yeah, well, maybe kind of. Okay. I don't know. Depends right. on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, 
It's just worth remembering whether you whether it's what you make uh, do for a living or uh, investing right. in stocks or whatever. Things change. Be on your toes. Yeah. Lean forward at the waist. Feet <laughs> at shoulder width. Stay tuned. Right now, news with Marsha Phillips. Delayed. The Senate committee saying it's postponing tomorrow's confirmation hearing for Trump's VA nominee, Ronnie Jackson. Newly raised concerns about the professional conduct of the rear admiral as a military doctor could actually derail his nomination to be secretary of the VA. Got a number of media outlets reporting Senate Democrats are looking into allegations of a hostile work environment overseen by Dr. Jackson. CBS News is saying current and former employees of the White House Medical Office are leveling so far unproven allegations of excessive drinking on the job and concerns Dr. Jackson. By him or just everybody? Just says excessive drinking. That's the only thing I heard in that Mm. report. Well, in the modern America, you see any drinking is excessive drinking. When I started working, speaking of changing times and, you know, what's popular or whatever, when I started working in the workplace, it was no big deal. For people to have a drink, like on a Friday afternoon, not at all. Right? N- nobody even batted an eye. Now people it's a high would point of the week. People would go crazy at the idea of an alcoholic beverage, a beer being in the workplace. So, so uh, get me an amount. Yeah. Me, how much is he drinking, yeah. Marshall? Is he reeling around drunk? Is he puking in people's top desk drawer? Is he when and how much? On chicks, dudes. Anyway, go on. The uh, I don't think that's a change for the better either, in the, terms of a spree to core or enjoying your life. The reports also uh, indicate Dr. Jackson may have been dispensing medication improperly, and that's the way they're mm. phrasing it. Indications are, again, the... These are conf- all very vague. Confirmation hearings, good, uh, will be uh, postponed uh, tomorrow, so we'll have to wait to see how the vague allegations work out. Meanwhile, you got Secretary of State nominee Mike Pompeo getting the green light from a key Senate panel. The Foreign Relations Committee voting last night to go ahead and recommend Pompeo to the full Senate for a confirmation vote, which could happen this week. Let me jump in here. Nobody in their real life ever talks about these confirmation battles. Nobody. This is purely a, like, the 1% of people are the most into cable news and that sort of stuff. Maybe some of you are. But I've never heard anybody in my real life ever bring up a confirmation thing. Number two, they're always way overblown. Oh, yeah. For the 1% that are following, they always act like they're going to be a big deal. And then 99% of the time, whoever gets approved of, and it's no big deal. So I'm never going to talk about it ever again in my life. Well, not only that, but the, the, the hearings themselves were so stupid. I'm trying to, I can't remember, was it Jean Shaheen, I think, said she wouldn't vote for Mike Pompeo as the Secretary of State because of his views on abortion. And Cory Booker, who is a headline... You know, a video, local video grabbing grandstander was talking about uh, he's grilling Pompeo. Do you believe gay sex is a perversion? Yes or no? And when he didn't answer quickly enough, uh, Booker questioned him again and again, grandstanding along. It's just unbelievable. The guy's going to be Secretary of State. What do you think of gay sex? What? What? And then they go ahead and they recommend him, and and it doesn't matter if they recommend him or not, because the Senate's going to vote for him, as the Republicans voted for both of Obama's sex of state, and both of Bush's got through, and it's just, God, we live in a period of just such virtue-signaling fake grandstanding. That's ridiculous. Meanwhile, on the road, former FBI Director James Comey getting a standing ovation from the 1,700 people who came to see him at San Francisco's current theater yesterday. 1,700? Yes. Wow! Yeah, he he played to a big audience, yep. and tickets were going on Craigslist for two hundred bucks over the weekend because yep. it sold out immediately. 
Tickets were like between 45 and 85 bucks. So it was not a cheap ticket. Nope. And so a guy who would have had to steal into San Francisco and out again, like Abe Lincoln famously had to sneak through the South to get to his inauguration, Comey would have had to been heavily disguised and, and, and uh, you know, under the cloak of darkness, right. you know, six months ago as the guy who queered Hillary's chances. But now because he's bad-mouthing Trump, he's lauded as a great, great man. Oh, it's so hilarious. Well, and you're spending 60, 70, 80 bucks to see a guy. Yeah. He's done 19 interviews before last night. Okay, fine, whatever. Well, a former FBI director coming, of course, to promote his new book, A Higher Loyalty, where he recounts his handling of the Clinton email case, his investigation into links between the Trump campaign and Russia. Comey Panned you- by everyone of all political stripes as self-serving and clearly all about him making money. And as Practically you, everyone says that. As you pointed out, Jack Comey's given a lot of interviews since the book's release. Still, a lot of people bought tickets well over face value so they could hear him directly. The media wasn't invited, but ABC7 talked to people who did get in. Seeing his personality come to life and seeing that you could see his good good heart in the way he spoke and seeing that side of him definitely changed my opinion a little bit. It was <laughs> delivered right. with a lot of humility, a lot of, I might be right, I might be wrong, but I've thought carefully about this and here's why I think what I think. Well, fair Darn. enough. Fair enough. I don't think anybody's ever debated that about Comey. He sure hurt your girl's chance of being president, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so did she. Go to Wisconsin, you hag. It is a first, my friends, in the U.S., an American university offering scholarships to gamers. Ohio's Ashland University offering the scholarships to those who excel at playing the game Fortnite. Ranging up to $4,000 worth of tuition for each okay, person. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question, Sean. Hold on. Okay. I have the gong hand. I've got the mallet yes. in my hand. Yes. And he knows how to use it. See that? Yeah. I've got the mallet in my hand, <laughs> gong at my side. Can you explain in two sentences what the game Fortnite is? Uh, Fortnite is a battle royale style game where 100 players descend into an area. They loot for weapons and in an ever shrinking play zone they compete to be the last man standing fantastic that was well so, said speaking of changing times it's and a great what's, game and i play it all the time of what's popular <laughs> and everything um quite possible that in a number of years you'll yep. have way more particularly high school boys who are interested in that scholarship right. than would ever be interested in a football scholarship right absolutely could be the case yeah you know, it's funny i've been watching a lot of baseball lately i don't know why i'm really really enjoying it but um once you get into it it's great Yes. Yeah. Well, and I've loved baseball since I was a little kid, but uh, the number of uh, players who were not born in the United States of America, which is a country of 330 million people or so, you'd think we could produce plenty of ball players, but there are a huge, huge number from Latin America, you know, your various island nations, Central right. America, et cetera. It's just kind of interesting. They're all playing Fortnite, which there's nothing wrong with, by the way. I used my, this is a travesty voice. Right. Uh, who cares? <laughs> well, you end up fat with noodle arms and you don't meet anybody. Don't meet any girls, huh? Huh? John, you ever met a girl? <laughs> yes, several. You don't meet any girls. As as the biggest player of a popular sport making a gazillion dollars on a scholarship to university, I think you'll be all right. Now, uh, wait a minute. That's like saying every kid who picks up a basketball is going to be LeBron James. I mean, there are zillions of guys who do nothing with it. But 
That's not to say it's not worth trying. Slight nitpicking with the reporting, though. This may be the first Fortnite scholarship, but eSports scholarships have been around in colleges since 2014. League of Legends probably being the most common one. But it's it's certainly a new thing, but I don't believe this to be the first one. As of now, more than 60 U.S. colleges are actively seeking people for their competitive gaming programs. I was watching that uh, kid, he's a kid to me, who was on 60 Minutes the other night, who developed that app. Right. That Facebook bought, that the whole story we were talking about yesterday. And they were showing him, and he's a very, um, you can you can tell by the way he walks, an uncoordinated, awkward kid. Mm-hmm. But he's got a brain for these times. That's great. He, he, That's great. A hundred years ago, he, who knows what he would have been able to do um, with his, the way the way he is. He's obviously very, you know, he wouldn't have fit in a hundred years right. ago is what I'm right. saying. But now, for these times, he's got the brain. Um, he's got the talents that the world wants. Again, changing times, changing things. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of a nation. Uh, the sweet knell of the Liberty Bell. Yes. Reminding us of something or other. So, uh, <laughs> if you didn't hear our segment yesterday, what well, it was 7 o'clock hour, I thought. About Facebook and 60 Minutes and that app developer Jack was talking about. It's well worth grabbing a podcast. What Mark Zuckerberg said before Congress was Cambridge Analytica and one app developer really doing something terrible. That was Facebook's standard way of doing business, and tens of thousands of app developers did the same thing with Mark Zuckerberg's approval. Certainly his he knowledge. He is a liar. Absolutely. Senator, I'll get back to you on that. I don't know the answer. Senator, I'll have my team get back to you on that. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, a couple different things. Text line, which is 415-295-KFTC. You're right, the culture is sick. The culture lacks cohesion. The culture lacks principles. Joe was talking about this early. Correct. Meanwhile, you guys avoid discussing fundamental issues or bringing on people with valuable new ideas, such as those by Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. The fact that I can't remember how to pronounce her name is why I will not read the books. Wow. Get a regular name. Wow. That is some trenchant criticism there. You are stuck with 2,000-year-old values that led us to where we are. So not enough uh, (laughs) Atlas shrugged on the show. What the hell are you talking about? You Fruit Loop. Write something we can follow. If you're going to get that fired up. Construct an argument. How about something less than 5,000 pages? <laughs> um, yeah, hey, Ein, get an editor. <laughs> I don't know about Atlas Shrugging, but I'm prepared to go big on Hercules hiccuping. Yeah, get a, get a real name and shorter books. Racist. Uh, on the e-gaming, finally a scholarship for Asians. I get it. Um, no, that's not good. Love your coverage for the years on the drive-by ADA lawsuits. Yeah, I'm, I get uh, mad every time I talk about this. Yeah. Sad to re- it's extortion. It's a, a, clearly an extortion racket. Yeah. Sad to report the current wave of frivolous ADA lawsuits is now for websites. I run a hotel company. I've gotten about eight lawsuits threatening letters claiming our websites aren't compliant. They don't even need to leave their sofa now to sue someone. Right. Well, they never did. They ADA hired people to go com- through Google Maps. ADA compliant websites? So, like, you don't 
have something for the hearing paired or something like that, I suppose. I don't right, know. Either the but... blind or what have you. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so the website shouldn't exist, or you got to shut it down yeah. or find the people. Right. It is. It, oh, my God. I don't know if. I don't know if a free society can endure I, yeah, in the modern age. Yeah, yeah. The scammers have gotten too smart and too good, and the those who would uh, prevent their evil doing are just too well, you slow. Can't, you can't do this. You can't demand everybody have a happy outcome. It doesn't no. work. It's impossible. No, it doesn't I'm, work. I'm, 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 I've, I learn that more every day with my kids <laughs> and trying to convince them of that. It, it ain't going to be fair. There's no making it fair. Life's unfair. This is unfair. Yeah, it's unfair. He got to do this and you got to do that. What am I going to do about it? That's the way it is. Well, it's certainly unequal. Beware the word fair. Yeah. It's maybe yep. the most abused yep. word in the language. Yep. yep. No doubt about it. Um, I couple- mean, how many, how many of us have not seen a little kid lose a perfectly fair race or contest and shout, it's not fair? It's not equal, mm. but it's perfectly fair. Um, a couple of things that used to be popular that are not. I'm moving quickly here, and none of this ties together in any cohesion other than hopefully entertainment. Yes, Sean? Uh, non sequiturs with Jack Armstrong. There you go. Hopefully it's all entertaining, which is the overarching theme. Um, Amer- I like non sequiturs. A pig. <laughs> Both of these... <laughs> Both of these happen to be super popular. Maybe their height of popularity about 20 years ago. Uh, golf, for one. Mm-hmm. The number of young people aged 18 to 30 playing the game has dropped 35% over the last decade. Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, um, that's huge. It was, it was like NASCAR. It was like growing so fast. Everybody did it. Um, you, just, you just couldn't make enough stuff, have enough shows. Have enough clothing. I mean, Build just, enough golf courses. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then and they just dropped way up. For whatever reason, the younger people aren't digging it as much. Doesn't have to be a reason. The reason can just be it goes out of fashion. You know, people don't play uh, horseshoes as much as they used to. Well, it's so a shame, too. It's a fun game. <laughs> yeah, it is. The whole low score win is very confusing. <laughs> exactly. I, I bowl and now this. I just, I don't get it. It's concussions. That's why kids aren't playing it anymore. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my word. People getting hit in the head. That's and another right. one, also incredibly popular 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I bought a new fat boy Harley Davidson. I had to drive 150 miles to find one because no dealership could keep them in stock. And they're $20,000 freaking motorcycles. Right. You couldn't find one in stock. They were so popular. For whatever reason, people are buying a lot fewer of them. Harley Davidson met their numbers yesterday, which surprised a lot of people, but... Their their uh, forecasts are going down, 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 and young people aren't riding these big chrome bicycles, mm. uh, bicycles, motorbikes, and uh, you got ten thousand baby boomers retiring every single day, um, deciding to spend less money, and uh, so things just come and go. I drive home past a closed Harley deal- dealership every day. Things come out similar to the golf. You couldn't build them fast enough. You couldn't mm-hmm. make them fast enough. I saw this headline floating around yesterday. Harley Davidson is giving free motorcycles to their summer interns. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You want a job? Oh, hey, shut ball. up, computer. Where do I sign up? And they're building better motorcycles than ever. But if it were for it's the same thing as um, your refrigerator was olive green in the 70s. Then they were white. Then they were silver. Then they were black. Now, hipsters are getting olive green refrigerators again. I mean, it's the same sort of things just come and go. Right. What are you going to do? Right. It's life. And then this one uh, to the non sequitur, and this is the most uh, serious one of them. How much? I got two minutes. That's enough time. Uh, my, I mean, you probably heard the story. In case you haven't, my family and I were accosted by a, uh, a violent homeless person at a restaurant. He's going to prison on four felonies. Um, thank God. Thank God nobody was hurt. 
Uh, I, I thought I was going to have to fight him. I thought he had a gun for a while. Well, here's a dad in Ventura, California. Similar situation as me. Having dinner with his wife and five-year-old daughter. I was with my six- and eight-year-old when this guy came up and started screaming at us. Little girl was sitting on dad's lap. Unfreaking believable But this uh, this homeless guy comes up and stabs dad to death. 35-year-old. <sighs> right there in a nice restaurant in a nice neighborhood. Stabs him right in the neck at the restaurant. The difference between his story and my story, just random luck. Right. I mean... That guy wanted to kill me. He just didn't have a knife. Right. Um, this guy was known to the authorities. And so they had the a, authorities, they had a giant city council meeting, just uh, like we did in my town after my incident. People screaming and yelling. You had some people screaming and yelling. We got so many homeless people in this town. It used to be nice to live here. Now it sucks. You had other people screaming, why are you criminalizing homelessness? We need to solve homelessness, not make them criminals. You had that crowd and, and screaming back and forth. But. This is another one of those problems that needs to be solved somehow. And this is a great example of fair but not equal. If you're a crazy, angry, homeless person, your outcome is not going to be as good as mine. And that's a damn shame. I'm not, I don't delight in that. I don't want that. But if you're going to run a society with any semblance of orderliness, that's going to happen. Where should they go? Neither you're a grown-up, you can deal with it or you can't. Where should they go? Somewhere else. Somewhere else, not where I live and pay taxes. Somewhere where they're not a danger. Um, But, man, that's an awful story. So, anyway, I'll put that at the end so we could not dwell on it. Freaking frightening. No dwelling. Oh, if if you react with fear, by the way, to those people coming up to you, there's something wrong with you. Remember that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.